0: Hey guys, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I'm going to answer a couple of questions from a listener in today's episode, but first I want to share with you a really cool story, literally cool story, that happened to me earlier today. I woke up and was heading downstairs to get a cup of coffee and I noticed the thermostat, the actual temperature was higher than what I had set the thermostat, uh, the temperature I'd set it at the night before. So I checked the inside and the outside units and Yeah, something's wrong with the air conditioner. So I shut it all down. And as I'm shutting everything down, I uh, had a little laugh at myself. Now, I know the cause. I always know the cause. Anything that happens to me, even though I could in the past have blamed, you know, the weather, uh, the electrical wiring, all sorts of things, or whatever the problem is, I could find something to... uh, blame for the situation. But I know now that I am the cause. I am always and only the cause of everything I experience. So I laugh to myself knowing that and knowing specifically what I did to bring this about. It just happened a couple of days ago. But this little imaginal act set this whole thing in motion. I know I got me into that state and I know how to get out of this state because I know my awareness of being is God imagination. I know who I really am, so I don't have to waste time blaming anyone or getting upset or even getting upset at myself for the initial imaginal act that brought this all about. I went to the coffee maker, and before I poured myself a cup of coffee, I just revised that imaginal act, that little moment a few days ago, and I imagined the end. What do I want? Now, oh, of course, the air conditioner working. So, after I revised that little moment I had a few days ago, I imagined standing in front of the vent or under the vent in my bedroom and feeling the cool air just blowing on my face, in the satisfaction of having uh, a working air conditioner. And I'll tell you about the revision. Uh, it was a Sunday afternoon this past Sunday, and I'm walking upstairs, and I turn. To go down the hall and the air conditioner kicks on and I hear it kick on. Now, nothing's wrong with it. It sounded perfectly fine. But in that moment, as I walked down the hall, I started thinking about, oh, it's getting warm. I'd hate to have to deal with the air conditioner going out again. I hate dealing with that. It's so uncomfortable and it could be expensive. I let it go though. I forgot about it, is what I mean. This time I didn't, I just left that imaginal act behind, not even really thinking about what I had done until this morning when I had a broken air conditioner. So in that revision, I didn't revise it to where I'm walking down the hall, imagining something like, well, I sure am glad the air conditioner is working. This is a nice day. Because that didn't seem natural to me. I would not have been naturally thinking that walking down the hallway. So for me, my revision, what I did there is just put myself back on that Sunday afternoon, walking up the stairs and down the hall, hearing the air conditioner cut on, but thinking about other things, going to my bedroom, implying that how what I had imagined already did not happen. And even though I did revise it, I did go to the end of my wish and imagine the cool air on my face. That doesn't matter, I didn't have to revise it. We don't have to do anything. You're God, <laughs> you the boss. But it was on my mind, and I could trace it specifically back to that particular event. And Neville says that the past, these things that we think are we leave behind in the past, can, will confront us again in the future if we don't, you know, if we're still holding on to them. If we can still identify pain or wonderful things, but awful things, all of these things from our seeming past will confront us again in our future. So that's why he teaches revision so much to revise the past. And then I don't mean going on a hunt through you know, a therapy session, looking at everything anybody ever did to you <laughs> and revising it. But as things come up, certainly revise it. Revise throughout the day, Neville says. Revision is such a wonderful thing to get used to doing. Revise as you hear conversations that you don't want to hear, that you would like to hear otherwise or in another way. But I, nevertheless, this morning, I revised that little imaginal act because I could trace it right back to it, so why not change it? And I imagine today having the air conditioner working, feeling the cool air on my face. Now, I won't bore you with all the details of the air conditioner, but uh, I didn't stress out about it. I didn't beat myself up for the uh, imaginal act that got me into that state. You know, I didn't uh, blame myself or wallow in regret or self-pity for doing such a silly thing. No, because I know who I am and I know I could easily fall into a state. Neville says that always be aware of what you're thinking and feeling. He talks about how even toward the end of his life, he still had to monitor, you know, notice what he was thinking and feeling because anyone can fall into a state, anyone. That's why I always talk about noticing your inner talk, what's going on throughout the day in your mind, What are you thinking and feeling? Because even though you do something in imagination, like a formal session, if you don't notice and become aware of what you're thinking and feeling throughout the day, you'll be running amok with fear and doubt and worry, no longer dwelling in the state of your wish fulfilled. But knowing who I am, I could have just decided everything's fine with the air conditioner. But in that moment, that's the way I chose to do it. But I knew it was done. Everything I did from that point on was part of that new state. That that wish was fulfilled. It's done. And I sat down and had my coffee. I read a little bit, took my daughter to the dentist, and came back. And the solution came about very easily. I didn't have to call a repairman. I took care of it. But the ideas, what to do, was uh, inspired, self-inspired, not from some being outside of me, but. It came up so naturally, though, like, oh, well, yes, this is what needs to be done. And now it's the afternoon, and I'm sitting in a cool house. The air conditioner's running perfectly now. But I wanted to share that story with you to sh- illustrate a couple of things, how easy it is to to fall into a state that we don't really care for, that little imaginal act, that little wallowing around in the negative feeling of, ugh. I hate dealing with the broken air conditioner. That would be awful if it happened. Something like that is all it took. I didn't revise it. Had I really been aware of what I was doing at the moment, I would have stopped right then and revised it. But I just went about my day. Lovely big old seed planted, right? (laughs) So we can always fall into any states. That's why we should be aware of what we're thinking and feeling and notice what's going on and notice what state we're in throughout the day, and to show you how quickly it does happen. In, in the past, I would have said, if I was hearing myself, hearing somebody like me talking about it, I would think, well, yeah, the negative stuff always comes fast. <laughs> when I imagine shit, shit comes fast, <laughs> but the good stuff takes forever. Have you ever thought like that? I have, but it, that's only because that's the way I assumed it was, that the good was hard, had to be, I had to work hard at it. I had to get good at imagining. But the good news is, you've been doing all of this without effort, without effort your whole life. Wonderful things, lovely things, awful things, but all without effort, without worrying about formal sessions or coming up with you know very specific, rigid following of, of techniques or writing affirmations. You did it. And have been doing it and continue to do it all the time. Look around you. The evidence is all around you. Look out your window. There's evidence of you imagining. It's all you baby. <laughs> That's the good news. It doesn't take effort. None whatsoever. And that leads me to answering a couple of questions from my friend who emailed me today. He plans he likes to do uh, two to three sessions a day where he's getting quiet and imagining his wish is fulfilled now he didn't get specific on whether he uses uh, comes up with an imaginal scene that he steps into and reenacts and which implies his wish is fulfilled but his concern is that every time he gets quiet to do it even to listen to my podcasts he falls asleep <laughs> I know what that's like. I put myself to sleep all the time. <laughs> I remember early on, I'd be very upset with myself because I would doze off. Even when I, when I was sitting and getting quiet, getting into that state akin to sleep, uh, assume the feeling of my wish fulfilled, I would be out. I'd fall asleep very quickly and then I'd get so upset and blame myself and then get upset because I wasn't doing it right which implied this is going to take longer for me, and that's exactly what I experienced. I assumed I wasn't doing it right or doing it enough because I was falling asleep. Like I said earlier, though, we're doing this without effort. So if anything seems like it's you're making an effort, that you're trying hard, I would drop it. I would stop doing it. I would stop worrying about two to three sessions a day. I used to do that. I would... I would go into my bedroom and I would spend an hour and an hour and a half, sometimes two hours trying to imagine one damn scene. (laughs) I'd come out with a headache because I was trying so hard. Or I would be passed out asleep. (laughs) Now, I don't wait for a session. I don't wait to get to a moment where I could get to my quiet place in my house because my quiet place is always with me. The stillness is always with me, is me. I am the stillness. I don't have to wait for a session. As soon as I have a desire, no matter what I'm doing, I accept it. I assume the feeling of that desire's fulfillment. It's so much easier than, for me than trying to wait put it off to a formal session. And me falling asleep, this issue that my friend is talking about, that's what led me to saying, okay, forget this. this there's got to be an easier way. And it is. Like I said, we're doing this without effort all the time. For my friend that falls asleep every time he gets quiet, imagine a scene implying your wish fulfilled while you're standing up. Don't even sit down. If you want to use an imaginal scene, come up with a scene that implies your wish is fulfilled. A very simple scene, one or two seconds, just a moment. Just a moment of that scene that implies your wish fulfilled. Or just assume the feeling. How would I feel if I were that already? If I were already financially free? How would I feel if I were already healed? That feeling is this new state. Is the feeling of your wish fulfilled? And you just need to sustain that feeling. Notice your inner dialogue. What are you thinking and feeling throughout the day? Because that will indicate to you what state you're in. As you're going to sleep tonight, instead of using an imaginal scene, because I would fall asleep so often, I would lay down thinking, okay, I'm gonna imagine this. And I'd be out before i could even start the scene at least that's what i assumed i'd wake up and think what the hell i don't remember doing anything so try this instead of an imaginal scene working through a scene in your imagination as you fall asleep just fall asleep in the feeling of already being that how would you be how how would you feel laying down fall getting drowsy falling asleep, already being financially free, already being healthy. That's what I do more often than not. I just fall asleep in the feeling. I'm already that, I'm me falling asleep on this bed, already that person, already having the money, already having the health, already having the love, already being that person as I drift off to sleep. And those times when I've woken up in the morning and thought, oh man, I don't even remember doing anything. I don't remember, remember even doing an imaginal scene. I would revise that. I, before I got out of bed, I would assume that it was a wonderful imaginal act as I fell asleep. I would decide that no, it was wonderful. Oh, it was wonderful. And I would start my day knowing that I successfully planted the seed. And here's another thing that helped me. Before I even get out of bed, I imagine the end of the day, that the day went wonderfully. There may not be a specific thing I'm contemplating, I'm thinking about. I just imagine it's the end of the day and I'm back in bed and thinking back on how wonderful the day was. For my friend that asked me the question about falling asleep and feeling frustrated that it's not working, Before you get out of bed, imagine it's the end of your day that you're back in bed, about to go to sleep, and you're thrilled at how easily you're making your wish fulfilled your dwelling place, how easily you're nailing this, how you've opened a floodgate in imagination, and so many wonderful things are happening for you without being specific. Just imagine the feeling of really being successful at this, intentionally successful. Like Neville says, uh, I think he's quoting Anthony Eden, but an assumption uh, though false if persisted will harden into fact. Assume that you are successful every time you move in imagination that your wishes are fulfilled. He also said that he feels like there's not much movement going on. These things he's imagining for, just he has, he's not seeing any changes in his life. Well, if you do the things I suggested already in this episode, I believe that will help. But also, these circumstances that you're looking at, that you're gauging your success on, are not where you need to be looking. All you need to do is Assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled and continue to sustain that feeling. There are some things happen immediately for me. I mean, immediately when I imagine something or assume something is one way uh, uh, other than what it appears to be. I see an immediate change, some wild things, and then other things not so quickly. But I don't watch the clock. I used to. And I used to look for signs, look for the movement, look for some sign that I've been successful. But I realized that as long as I'm looking for signs, as long as I'm trying to see if I've been successful, I'm not successful because I'm doubting myself. I'm not dwelling in the state of my wish fulfilled. If I was truly dwelling in a state of health, I would not be looking at my circumstances and thinking, "Oh." I'm not doing this right. I'm missing something. If I'm looking at the clock, wondering when the answer is coming, I am not dwelling in the state of my wish fulfilled. I'm not dwelling in that. So the circumstances don't mean a damn thing. They only mean what you decide they mean. Instead of deciding that the circumstances mean that you're not successful, decide that it doesn't matter what circumstances are because you've already done it. You've experienced it in imagination and you trust imagination. You trust yourself and you know that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Neville says, uh, likens it to uh, lopping the head off of a snake. You cut off the head and the body still flops around for a little bit. And he said that's like the our old states when we move out of one state into the state of our wish fulfilled. We might still see some circumstances. The flopping of the snake momentarily. But as long as we don't turn around and give our attention back to the old state, in a sense, putting the head back on the snake and notice the circumstances, but don't give it the meaning that you failed. Trust that you were successful. You will see changes in your life. And don't be concerned that it's been months and I'm still imagining it and nothing's changing. Don't even be concerned with time. I'm telling you, I, I, I was in the same boat. I would think, well, I, I, there must be something going wrong. I must not be doing it right. But when I stopped judging circumstances and stopped judging myself and just knew that I and I alone give meaning to my events, my circumstances. When I did that, things really started to change for me. I stopped being concerned with time. What is time to an eternal being? No, seriously, that was a question. What is time? (laughs) Don't accept it. When you go to a restaurant and you place an order, you wanted the pork and the waiter brings you the chicken. Do you take the plate and then sit there worrying about if you ordered right, did I not say it clearly enough? Maybe I need to enunciate pork better. Maybe maybe you thought I said chicken. Oh, what did I do wrong? How did I mess up this order? No, you don't do that. I hope you don't. You call the waiter back, garçon, <laughs> and you ta- have him take, take the plate and bring you the right dish. You don't just accept it. If you get a dress in the mail from Amazon and it's, Two sizes too small. Do you sit down and worry about your ordering skills? Maybe I measured my waist wrong. Maybe I've been lying to myself all along. Maybe I'm heavier than I believed I was. I would think you would get back online and tell Amazon you want to return it and print out your return ticket. Ship it back. Don't accept it. You always have the right of first refusal. Send me your stories. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your stories so I can share them with others because your experiences give to others listening. They really do. When I talk, when I share stories from people, I get all kinds of emails from listeners talking about how much those stories meant to them. So for those of you who have sent me stories, thank you. You're really giving to folks and I appreciate it. And I thank you for that. If you have a question like my friend today, email me feelingtwisty at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Feeling Twisty. Instagram too. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.